0: Thanks for watching today. I pray that the message you're about to hear will empower you to use your voice, help change the way you think and refresh your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with the pastor's notes, you can find them on the on-demand page of walkingbyfaith.tv or on our app, where you can also submit a prayer request. We wanna encourage you to contact us if you are in need of prayer. Today we have Dan Seaborn with us to take a look at the way. When we live knowing Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, we start to think different, act different, overall live different. We start living like Jesus' kingdom is here now. We look for him for guidance instead of Facebook. We start putting our trust in him. Let's dive into today's message, the way.
1: Well, I uh, preached last Sunday night here at Rez, and I talked about just being more solid in your faith. And this Sunday morning, I'm going to do the same thing. In a couple weeks, I'm back on a Sunday night. It's going to be the same theme. The season we're in right now calls us as believers to be solid. This is not a time for us to look chaotic. This is a time for us to look solid because of our Savior. I mean, I was watching you. I was watching the group of you up here. Y'all are singing this now. Great is the Lord. All the things you're singing... It's time for us to take that spirit inside us out into the world. And I want today to talk to you about ways that happens, because I'm sure sitting here this morning, some of you have come in from a week, uh, you've had some challenges, there's all kind of stuff going on. If, I don't know if you've seen the news, but it seems to be a bit chaotic. And so in the middle of that, I want to try to speak a message today of great peace. And I want to tell you where this message started. I... Um, Probably the rest of my life, you guys are going to see me say this, but I've got to where when I'm working on a message, when I'm putting something together, what am I supposed to talk about, et cetera, I just go, I've got a little stool in my office and I literally go and I sit on it just like this, just me, just by myself. Sometimes I close the door, sometimes I don't, I'm just sitting on my stool and I say to the Lord, I just say to him, what do you want me to talk about? In this season, like this is if you if this was a year ago, I'd have a different message than I have this morning. Because this season calls us to a new depth. And I've been sitting on a little stool just saying, OK, Lord, I, I don't I didn't come with an agenda. I'm sitting here. I'm going to be going over to Res to speak on a Sunday morning. Um, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want to guide me into? And and this is where the Lord kind of took me. I want you to take a passage of Scripture. I'm going to put on your heart, and I just want you to think on it for a bit. So this is literally what happened. I was sitting in my office, and a Scripture verse came to my mind, and I just started quoting it. I just started saying it out loud. And the verse of Scripture was John chapter 14, verse 6. This is what came to my mind, and here's the verse. It just said, Jesus, this Jesus words. If you open your Bible, if you have a Bible, it gets red letters. Jesus said it. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. Y'all been struggling finding truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I said it, and and let me tell you where my mind went. I was like, yep, Lord, I know. That's a verse, because we preachers, we love that verse, because that's where we tell people there's no other way to heaven except through the name of Jesus, and we invite people. Yes, Jesus, I know. I got that verse, and I felt like the Lord just kept saying, keep saying it. So I said it again. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And I felt like it just, I I said it probably 10, 15 times. Took me a while. And this is what started happening inside me. Watch this. I'm saying it out loud. Okay. I'm talking out loud by myself in my office. Here's what started happening. I felt like it went, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And then I said this phrase, Jesus speaking, I am the way to know how to live during a pandemic. I am the way to know how to guide you personally into bringing about social justice. I I felt all these, and I was just like, Lord, what, what you meant by that verse is you're the way for everything. Not not just salvation, but my day-to-day life. You saved me in my day-to-day life. Not just for eternity, but for now. And I want to take you out to what this passage is about. Y'all have a picture? Some of you are at your house. This was the Last Supper. This is recorded, John 13, 14, 15. In the beginning of John 13, Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room. It's about to be over. He's going to be taken and going out from this upper room, and that's when the crucifixion story begins. So y'all got to get, Jesus is spending his last few moments with the 12. Now listen, that picture y'all got at y'all's house, that one where, you know, it's that last supper, he's sitting like this, and the one disciple's laying back, and everybody's smiling, everybody's peaceful, kind of like perfectly choreographed. Let me tell y'all that that setting was not peaceful. Let me tell you why. Jesus said things to his 12 that didn't make any sense. Here's here's a few of them. He looked at his disciples and he said, hey guys, just so you know, I'm about to leave and where I'm going, you can't go with me. What? What? If you were sitting there going, what do you mean you're going somewhere and we can't go with you? Why can't we go with you? In fact, Peter says to him, Jesus, I'll go with you wherever you go. I will not leave you. I'll go to you even to death. And Jesus looks at him sitting there and says to him, actually, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Well, let's just—we uh, know the story. Most of us in the room know that story. If you don't know the story, what is he even talking about? There's no rooster in the room. I mean, Peter's got to be going. What rooster? What, what rooster? Y'all, none of y'all have, go home and look at your picture. Ain't no rooster in that picture. It's a weird statement. Jesus said stuff that sometimes people went, but remember the Pharisees, the leaders, they would all look at each other and go, what's he talking about? So there was wonder in that room. There was fear in that room. Peter's got to be going, why is he saying that to me? Then, then he says, and by the way, one of you is about to betray me. And can y'all, hey, be the 12 in the room that day. You know that you're going, not me. And then they said, well, which one? In fact, John, the one, hey, which one? And, and the Bible says that Jesus said, well, the one I'm about to hand this to is going to be the betrayer. Look, y'all think about it a second. I tell you where my hands would have been right then. <laughs> I don't want nothing. Open your mouth. I ain't taking nothing. That's not a fun moment. That's a lot of worry and stress and fear and And anxiety and chaos, oh, kind of like 2020, yeah, yeah. And right in the middle of all that, Jesus looks at the 12 and says, and I am the way. I am the truth. I am your life. So today, I'm going to break that down for you. What is Jesus the way to? Here's the first thing I'm going to tell you I believe Jesus is the way to. Because this is going to apply to you today. Those of you online, or maybe you're literally still laying in bed with your coffee. Just think about this a second. I don't know your scenario this week, but the next line I'm going to tell you will prove itself to be true, okay? You can do, in our society right now, it's real hot to get, fact check, fact check. Everybody, fact check. Fact check this message, you'll find out it's just truth because it's from God's word. And here's the first truth. Jesus is the way to a solid and peaceful life, no matter what. No matter what. Like nothing's going to happen to you. And let me just say, Christians, we don't get this. We hear this. We say, oh yeah, amen. I like that. But listen to me. Some of you are worrying about something you do not need to worry about, because Jesus has already got it covered. If the worst listen, if the worst scenario in the world unfolds, Jesus has still got it. Like y'all could tell me today, Dan, there's nothing to happen to you other than you would die. Well, let me go ahead and tell y'all, that will happen someday. I mean that's kind of inevitable, all of us in the room and it's okay, because God, if, I, if what I read in Scripture is true, that's not a bad day coming for me. <laughs> see, in our world, in the world we live in, that's the end, see? See, they don't believe in eternity, so of course death is the worst thing in the world, but for those of us who believe in God, life's a wonderful thing, and it's even going to get better after that it's a whole different mindset change. And if we really grasp this, if we really get this, the thing that this world will not get us. And I got to tell you for me, um, things used to get me way more than they do now. I'm finding more solidity and peace in the Lord. And I got to tell you that as I look back at my life, I've been preaching over 30 years and I'm going to show you where today I, I go back to when I was 30 and 35 and 40 and preaching. Um, I said something, and it's still true, it's true, but I want to explain it a little bit. I would say this phrase, I would say, invite Jesus into your life and he'll fill you up. And I still believe that, I still believe that, but I want to illustrate it. Because I know what you heard in that moment when you heard me say that back in that day, you heard, oh, if I pour Jesus in, I won't ever have any other issues or problems to deal with. That's what we get in our mind. Let me show you something. If this is your life pre-Jesus, it's empty, it's not full of him, it's full of yourself, it's full of who you are, what you want, just, it's full. Today, when I say to you, I want you to invite Jesus into your life, you have to understand, that's him. You, you ask, he is the one who takes the step to you and who pours himself into you. You can't, you can't say, Jesus, I forced you to pour yourself in. No, Jesus willingly died so that you could have life. So when you ask him in, watch, this is what happens. I believe you get a splash of Jesus. This is how it starts. See, I used to say, ask him in, he'll fill you up. So it sounds like I'm all the way to the top, I'm all good. This is more what I say. You're like an infant beginning to walk. You just have the beginnings up. There's a whole lot, look in this glass, there's a whole lot of you left in there that's gonna have to be surrendered. You can't fully get that on your first day with Jesus. And I see that now. You say, how do you see it? Because I've been pouring Jesus into my life for about, oh, 40 years now, and I'd say I'm about here. You're a preacher and you're not full to the brim? Absolutely. You got issues in your life? Mm-hmm. You don't always speak perfectly? Do you do things you wish you hadn't done? Do sometimes the old self jump in there and get ahead of what Jesus wants you to do? You know what that means? I need him to keep splashing. So this morning, when I say to you, he's the way to have a solid, peaceful life no matter what, what I'm telling you today is, look at your life right now. Find a spot. Where you know you are not honoring Jesus, okay? Let me tell you, where, let, let me just give you some ideas and possibilities what you post on Facebook. Maybe you need to replace what you've been posting with prayer. <laughs> that seemed to hit a nerve. I'm serious. Christians, we are not of this world. If you want to see what the world thinks, go read all that stuff. As a believer in the Lord, you're called. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Don't post like this is your final resting place. Your final resting place is not here. Don't live like it. Don't act like it. Pour Jesus into that spot where it seems to be full of a lot of the world's thoughts. See, it changes the way you live. If you really get this, you'll walk different. You'll act different. You'll talk different. You'll treat people different. You say, so you're saying I won't mess up? I just told you I do. But I want to clean that up. I want to be teachable. I want to grow. If I get to the age of 80 and you guys still invite me to preach and I come out here with my walker, I want this glass to be fuller. I want to be able to say, somebody else carry it, but I'm getting it fuller. (laughs) I want that. And that's a daily walk. That's a daily talk. And that's inviting Jesus into your life today. I'm asking you today, where do you feel chaotic? Where do you feel insecure? What place and what spot is causing you to really struggle? Poor Jesus there. This morning, pour Jesus there. This morning, say, Jesus, I'm asking you to speak into that spot in my life because that's where I'm struggling. And it's not where this person's struggling or that person. It's where you're struggling. And Jesus will pour you right there. And that's another way to keep filling the glass. This is a process. I, we don't hear this word very often, but we call it Sanctification. It's not a hot word. You don't see that on the news a lot. I haven't seen either one of our political people saying, I want to be entirely sanctified by the Lord. I'd like to hear that, but I'm not seeing that. But that's why I say you live at another level. You're called to a different standard. You will not finish your life and be held accountable by what the world thinks of you. You'll be held accountable by what God thinks of you. Those are two different things. And today, I'm calling you to the God level. And then secondly, Jesus is the way for you to have guidance in your life. I had a a man come into my office in the last couple of months, and I'll protect him by saying this carefully. But he walked in my office, he had called me, sent me a text actually and said, can I meet with you? And I said, yes. He said, I need some guidance. I said, okay. And so I invited him to come to my office and he walked in and I said, how can I help you? And he said, let me tell you the scenario. So he told me the scenario, he finished and he looked at me, he said, give me guidance on what to do, it's exactly what he said. Looked right at me, Dan, I really know you, I trust you, I love you a lot, give me guidance what I should do. And I looked right at him and I said, I waited a moment, and I said, um, what, has, what has God already spoken into your spirit that you know you need to do right now? So I said, before I spoke a word, what has God already shown you? Put his head down, he went, there's a few things he's already shown me that I haven't done yet. Let me say to all of us in this room, watch this. We always go it's God, I need more guidance. I need more guidance. I need more guidance. What I want to say to you is actually, we need more obedience. We need more obedience. <laughs> Most of us in this room right now know something we need to do. We don't need another truth. We need to act on the truth we've already heard. So I, I could stop the message right here and just say, go home and do what you already know you need to do. And that would be a good thing for you. And you got to get this. God's not doing this to, to try to hurt you. He's doing it for you good. See, God wants you to do well and you do best and well when you totally obey and serve him. I can illustrate it like this. This little stool that I'll use in the office for a minute, we're going to consider it um, our relationship with God. We'll think of it as Jesus himself, okay? So this little stool is Jesus. Here's what we do, okay? This is, this is how many of us who are believers in the Lord live. If you're here today and you're online and you're here in person and you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I hope as you listen to this message you go, wow, I need a splash of that and I'll pray for you at the end of this service to receive the Lord. But for many of us, we've been walking with the Lord a long time. And let me show you how we treat Jesus when it comes to guidance from him. Okay, Jesus, I know you're over there, and we we I call it, we glance at him. I need a little guidance. Yep, I'll get that. Then I'll go over here and ask Facebook and I'll ask all these other things and I'll check, yep, Jesus is over there. We glance at him. We just like, yeah, yeah, he's still there. I'm good. We don't actually gaze and go sit with him. We we don't want to gaze because gazing, look look what gazing requires, time. I had to turn away from all those other things. I had to focus on this thing. I I had, oh, man, I have to sit down. Dan, you don't get it. I don't have time to do this. If that's what you're thinking in your mind, you actually need to get your tail over here and sit here. But we would rather glance glancing's a lot easier. See, I can still go where I want to go. You have Jesus in your life? Yeah, yeah, he's there. How do you know? Well, I check every now and then. Every Sunday, I check. I sing, great is the Lord. Great. And gazing requires spending time. It requires maybe turning from the way you want to live and turning to the way you ought to live. And, and, then, and then you see, watch this. I got to take a step that direction. And th- This is effort. This is a lot of the things back here that I want. I surrender those for the best for me. Let me, d- let me just tell every one of you in this room, the best thing you will ever do is spend more time with the Father. I, I'm just, this is just truth. The best thing you'll ever do is spend more time with the Father. Just go and sit with Him. Just go sit with Him. This message came to you today because I sat with Him in my office. I just went to sit with Him. I didn't go and say, God, now I got this agenda. The people over at Rez, I know what they need and help me figure out. No, I went and sat and said, Lord, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what, you're, you're their father. I'm just like a person you use to communicate the message of the good news of Jesus. But you're their father. What do your children need? See, this is a different approach. This approach out here is me going, I know, you know, I, I'll do this, and then I'll do all that, and then I can do that. And all it is, it's what busy work. Just busy, busy, busy. It's gets so tired. And I, I never go and spend time with the Father. I've never gone and done this and then regretted it. I've never gone and spent time with the Father and walked away and went, well, that was a waste. I've never had that. Now, Facebook, pretty much. And this, yeah, have y'all ever got to the bottom of that scroll? Have you ever got to the bottom of that? That's an, It's an endless. It's like it just never stops. Like, wow, there's more here. Yeah, like endlessness. And you get to the end of it and you go, Well, oh, that was a waste. I feel a little worse about myself now because all those perfect people look at all of them. And then every now and then you say, Well, I know him. That ain't true. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And God's saying, If you will come over here with me, I will give you peace and I will give you guidance. But. I, I wrote down all the words that that takes is um, time. This second one's not not real favorite of our world: discipline, commitment, persistence. The, those aren't hot words. We want immediate. Lord, I'm I'm coming to you and right now, Lord, it's um it's 17. I mean, it's 1217, and, and I need the answer by 1230. I mean, I'm working with you here, Lord. I'm giving you quite a few minutes. So I'll sit, and if you could drop the answer in my hand, we'll be all good. And God's like, Why don't you turn that hand over and surrender your time? And understand that up here in heaven, I'm not wringing my hands. I'm not going, oh, boy, I better get down there. I had a, uh, you know, I I shared this on Sunday night, that 16-year-old young man that two weeks ago came up to me in, in Louisiana and just said, do you really believe God? Do you... Do you think God really sees what's going on with COVID? Do you think He sees all the social unrest? Do you think, do you think God sees all this? And I looked at that young man so secure in my mind because I sit on my stool with the Lord a lot. And I looked at him and I said, I sure do. God knows everything that's going on. He's not up in heaven going, Oh, no, they're out of control. (laughs) Actually, if y'all wanna know what I really feel sitting on the stool today, I really think God's up to something big. I think he's sifting. I think he's sifting even the church. And he's getting all the dross out, all the little flakes out, and he's going, I'm looking for my real people. gonna stand with me because I got some stuff that's gonna be coming your way because I don't know if y'all have read the end of this book the end of this book the world does not wax better like it's not it doesn't say at the end of the book and then at the end it's just crazy good it doesn't say that Uh uh-uh it says at the end the earth will melt with fervent heat hello that doesn't sound like a lot of joy if you're here So I want to be ready. If the heat comes, I want to be able to go, and I'm still solid on my stool because I know God has got me no matter what, and he will guide me through this season. I'm not saying this because I'm a preacher. I'm not saying it because I'm on TV, YouTube, Skype. I'm not saying this because there's a camera on my face. I'm not saying it because I'm sitting on a stage. If you go to my office, you'll You'll see me say it right there on my stool by myself. I'm just not fearful, people. I'm not walking around worried. I'm going to go play pickleball this afternoon, a beautiful day. (laughs) I'm not sweating it because I believe God is in control. And I believe come November the 4th, he'll be fine. And I believe that you'll be fine, too, if you go to him. The question today is, where are you running? And then the second question is, will you stop glancing? And will you gaze on the magnificence of your creator? If you spend time with him, you won't be worried. And then Jesus said, I am the way. Then he said, I am the truth. I'm gonna just leave you the simple little thought when it comes to truth. Jesus is the one sure thing that you can always count on. That's truth. Fact check it, it's truth. You say, oh, Dan, you don't know. See, Dan, when I was growing up, I went to this church. There's your problem. See, you church. Well, Dan, I had this pastor. Right, and pastors fail. I said Jesus. I didn't say church. I didn't say pastors. I didn't say friends. I, I said Jesus. So far, he has not failed. And Jesus does not lie. And Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, I will send the Father. I will ask the Father and he will send the Holy Spirit that will be with you. Jesus does not lie. This morning, all of you have access to the Holy Spirit. Even saying that phrase, there's somebody watching online, whatever. You, you even hear the word spirit, it kind of freaks us out. Because see, we tie it to a lot of these things we're starting already to see hung from trees for Halloween. See, we call what well, that's that's not what I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit is a peaceful thing. It's brought to give you peace. It lives inside you. It's that thing that when you want to you, you, ah, ah, calm down. Okay. He gives you that ability to. To control yourself. To not act as you used to act. To keep filling up the glass. The Holy Spirit will fill you up if you let Him. Cause see, so many of us, so many of us, we come to church and, and, and we ask Jesus to fill him up. Then on the way home, we kind of pour half of it out, take it out on our family. And the Lord is looking for us to keep pouring. And and, in the world we live in with all the crazy and heat around us, you need to know if you're not pouring at all, it can evaporate some. So you got to keep pouring. And Jesus is who I want you to keep pouring because he's the one sure thing you can count on. So we got all these different stools. Let me t- let me show you. So some of us have looked at the stools and said, you know, nah, I, I don't need you. You're, you know what my stool of security is? I, I wrote them down. Here's here's the stools our world loves. You ready? Okay. Stools, I introduce you. Stools that our world uses and says is gonna give them peace and certainty forever. Here they are. Oh man, I'm sitting here on my spool of stuff. My stool of stuff. Hard to say. Stool of stuff. Money, accomplishments. I can't knock me off this. Hmm. It's not a sure thing. I remember going into the office of a man in Grand Rapids, one of the wealthiest men in the world. And I remember him starting to cry. Just sitting and cried. And, and he said, Dan. I wish I didn't have all this money. It's just brought me pain and chaos. He found out that stool called money and fame and all that can be knocked to the side. It can fall completely over. You can feel hopeless even though you have millions. Somebody in here today, somebody online, you're chasing money because you if I could just get that. Let me just tell you, when you get there, it is a stool that will fall over on you. Don't think money is a sure thing. A second stool that I see people in our world sitting on and saying, that's it. A spouse. I'm going to get married and that will do it. And many of you are sitting here single again today. Not by your own choice. And you found out spouses let you down they aren't a sure thing. Best friend. (laughs) I got the BFF on my show. We we both got BFF and we got necklaces and bracelets, even anklets. (laughs) BFF forever. Problem is you're on your third one. Got all these tattoos with three different... What's that? Well, my best friend, one, two, and three. Best friends let you down. Spiritual leaders, pastors, they won't ever fail you. Well, never mind. <laughs> Parents, they, okay. My job, I can count on my job until COVID hits. Then we found out that wasn't a sure thing. Education, get me a degree, I'm going to become a doctorate. Nothing wrong with all that. I love those of you who are really educated, way smarter than me. Medical people, all thank you so much. All kind of degrees. But that degree will fail. You won't get to the pearly gates. I got a DD, Come on in. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, it will fail. Don't count on your degree getting you through life. In fact, I want to remind you, do you remember I started the message with the story of the upper room? Let me just tell you that the people Joe, Jesus chose to have in that room with him, it was not because of their education, it was not because of their hierarchy, it was not because of their family name, it was because they would follow him. My talents, my talents are going to be the one sure thing I can count on is my, I am so gifted. That'll fail you. All the, all my, some of my favorite singers, they passed. I can hear their voice on a CD. Some of you think I'm crazy when I say, I, I love to listen to Michael Jackson sing. I've got a CD of him, but he's gone. People pass people pass. Your talents will pass. It's not a sure thing. Physical appearance. (laughs) This won't let me down. Oh, trust me. (laughs) And then you say, Dan, we live in 2020. I want to tell you something, okay? If you're 80 years old and you start tucking this area, it still looks 80. Just to help you out, you still look 80. It's part of it. In fact, to help you out a lot. If you're 80 and doing it, you actually look weird. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> it doesn't work. Looks. Pass. Beauty. Beauty is fleeting, the Bible says. Beauty is fleeting. And so I tell you again today, the one sure thing that so far has not failed is Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, this message is one that you can take home with you. And you can put it in the bank because it, it will not fail. It's your choice. Tell you, that's what's changed about me as a preacher. I used to think I had to come and convince you. Mm, not anymore. I come and present the truth. And today, I've spoken to you the truth. <laughs> My grandson Jackson, he's seven. His uh, his dad Brandon and Chrissy, who are a part of here. Brandon works here, and 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 um, Jackson was just giving them a little bit of a you know disrespect, kind of normal thing kids do. You guys have all have had kids, you know how they are. And so he had a little bit of a mouth, and so I said to Chrissy, "Oh, I'll call." I'll call and I'll talk to you and I'll give him some guidance on how to do that. Because Papa, grandparents, you know, kids will listen to their grandparents better than their parents sometimes. So I got on FaceTime with him and me and Jackson, that's his name. Jackson and I are talking back and forth and we're having fun. I started talking about Pokemon first because you got to relate and stuff. And then, and then I said to him, now, Jackson, I want to talk to you a little bit about your behavior at home. You've been being a little bit of a smart mouth to your mom, dad. And I, I want to talk to you about that. And so he's sitting there, and y'all need to know, like, I'll look at the camera so you can see me. Get. He, was, he was talking to me on FaceTime, and the whole time I'm talking, he's going. but He's not saying anything. And I thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, well, man, he's really getting this. And then my daughter came in the room, and she took the phone from me, and she said, hey, Dad, just so you know, he's had you muted the whole time. <laughs> he's not even listening. He's not even paying attention. And I say to you, isn't that what we do to God? And he's like, oh, yeah. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath. And I invite you to go sit with him sometime this week. Maybe you have a little bar stool at home. Maybe you take a glass at home and you go, Jesus, I'm going to maybe fill your glass up with how you, where you think you are in life and just sit there and go, Lord, I want you to complete me. You know, Mark Harris, a friend of mine, wrote a song years ago. Some of you will know it. If you don't know it, that's fine. It's not a big deal. But it was called Basics of Life. It went went something like, we need to get back to the basics of life, a heart that is pure and a, Love that is blind, a faith that is fervently grounded in Christ, a hope that endures for all time. I love love that song. Mark wrote it. I I texted him this week and I said, dude, you might have wrote that back in 1990, but you wrote it for 2020. Because here's what we need. A faith fervently grounded in Christ. A love, listen to me. You wanna talk about social justice? A love that is blind. I love everyone, same. I'm asking you today, can you go be more solid? Can you go sit on the correct stool of life? Will you submit yourself again and say, Jesus, I want you to be the way, the truth. And then the result of way and truth, life. Life abundantly found in Jesus. So God, today we, (laughs) I hold up this glass, represent all of us. Lord knows we need more of you. This morning, maybe for one, listening online or even here in person, never ask you into their life. I pray right now by the name of Jesus Christ, you would forgive their sins and you would receive them as they ask you to forgive you and to allow you to come into their heart and life. Let them get that first splash of Jesus today. And God, like me, many of us in this room have been walking with you for 40 years, but Lord knows I got some places I need to pour you in. Help us to take those steps. Help us to not mute you and to quit glancing. Help us to start gazing and spending time with the one who heals us. Bless this audience today. Thank you for their kindness. Bless those online. Maybe their hearts have been stirred. I pray we would take these thoughts and it would leave us at a different place than it found us because your Holy Spirit is at work. In Jesus'
2: name, amen. Say, if this message touched your heart and you really realize you're not where you should be with God or you're not right with God, I'd like to pray a prayer with you And I'd like to lead you in a prayer to surrender your life to Jesus and to receive the forgiveness that he has for you. Would you just bow your head and just pray these words out loud from your heart. Just make them your own. Just say, oh God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe he rose again and I believe he's coming again. I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. And I receive the forgiveness that you have for me. I thank you I'm forgiven. I'm a part of your family on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen." If you just prayed that prayer from your heart, we believe that you are saved, that you're right with God, that you're on your way to heaven. Now, I wrote a book to help you keep growing spiritually. I want to send it to you absolutely free of charge. You can download that book or you can get contact us and we will get you a hard copy. I wanna thank you so much for being with us today. We love you, we pray for you, and God bless you.
0: If you just pray that prayer with Pastor Duane, you are making one of the best decisions of your life, and we're so excited for you. Just as Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv and have it mailed to you or download it right there instantly. It's also available on our app. It is absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. Find us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and on your favorite social platform by searching WBF TV. Also, be sure to download our app where you can listen to all past sermons, submit a prayer request, find resources, and much more. I pray you have a wonderful week and we'll see you again next time.